This is a special episode of Just Trying to Exist. I go by the name of GF Scoob, aka Dirty South Trick Click, aka BBC, aka DSTC, aka Ami Poppy, aka You'll Find Me When You See Me, My Nigga. And we have our special guest via FaceTime from Philadelphia. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> going with Nixon. Make sure you guys can hear me. <laughs> we can, you, you just gotta make sure you talk into the microphone, and then I got the, I got the um, uh, the sound quality control going on right now. So you good? I, I put my faith in you, then, Chris. Yeah, you know, I'm somewhat of a genius, but you don't have to. I don't have to brag like that. Um, then we have what's up, y'all? It's your ball, babe, Paul. Mm-hmm. We are back in the game. In effect. In effect. Yes. Dealing in the middle of the fucking coronavirus. Corona. 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 This week in fuck shit, shall we uh, start off with um, Black Lives Matter? Absolutely. Yes. So I'm sure everyone is well aware we've been uh, protesting the lives of black people and why, at the very least, they should they should matter. You know, I think that's the bare minimum that we are working with now. Uh, So, of course, the news media that has decided to blow shit out of proportion, you know, juxtaposing what is called what is peaceful protesting versus uh rioting and looting um a lot of celebrities uh exposed themselves yes, <laughs> over the last Arizona. week uh we have well the one that i uh heard about most recently was terry cruz no. um, i yeah i saw that but i i I didn't know what he said. So he basically, and I'm paraphrasing, I really should look this up, but I'm not professional. Um, (laughs) He said that we need white people to dissolve white supremacy. So if we don't work with white people to dissolve white supremacy, then that is black supremacy. And if any black celebrity calls Terry Crews a coon for these statements, then that's an example of black supremacy. Why would they call him a coon? Well, because he is saying that we need to work with white people. And to some people, if you work with white people, you are a coon. Is that the same as Uncle Tom? It's it's, it's within the same uh, family lineage. But you know what? Even Uncle Tom in of itself, he was more so like the spook who sat by the door. Right. So he was working amongst the white people for the betterment of black people. But then that term got co-opted and turned into a negative. Mm. But anyhow, the original Uncle Tom was actually not a bad. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. Yeah, I was getting ready to say that that term has been used wrongly for a while. Yeah, I don't know. I've never been a fan of of all that name calling as far as calling somebody a coon or anything like that. It's just not. I mean, what's understood doesn't need to be said. So I just rather not even use those derogatory terms to begin with. What would you call a Candace Owens? <laughs> Candace Owens, wow. I just don't, I don't, I just don't like that woman. Period. Like, so. I mean, but we know. I don't think there's a cat. I mean, she's an op. I'll tell you, I, I don't even like Candace Owens. Yeah, these it's, people are just clowns. But I only don't like her because she's black. <laughs> just kidding. What? I'm just kidding. It's because she's a. It's because she's a woman. Oh, uh, gotcha again. Oh. 
I can't stand him. This yeah. is why we can't have nice this, things. This is why we can't have nice things, and this is this is why we are we're over here trying much. to get you to work on your shit. <laughs> it's it's been a work in what progress. Was the new, wait, hold on, but we didn't. Um, after we did the sound check, we didn't finish up. We didn't finish. We didn't God, finish man, up. You're just creating more we, work we for We didn't your finish husband. up his his uh, his new new introduction. Oh, oh yeah, that's fine. Re, you want to reintroduce yourself, Tiana? Uh, I'm going to go by Tiana still, but you know, I, Tiana okay. works in Whoopi's Barbershop, and so you can also <laughs> call me Whoopi's Barbershop. What have y'all haven't been having like secret uh, 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 fights via text or some shit unbeknownst to us? What no. is, where, did, where is this animosity coming There's from? There's no right animosity. Now? He was real loving when he called me the other day. I don't know. What oh, no, I love. I love. I think, no, 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 no. I think wearing my hair down kind of has um tense a little bit i'm not sure no you know what you know what the second time the only that i've ever seen your hair down usually you've always had your hair up so you know what it is Uh, let me just for the record i love d he knows I, he oh. knows I love him. I'm a big fan. Okay. I love Nixon. He knows I'm a big fan. I love him to death. I'm you shouldn't just, be saying that in a room full of gay men right now. It's, and, and, you know, <laughs> you know what it is, D? I'm just jealous of the hair, man. I'm just jealous of anybody. Yeah, we all got long hair. We all grew our hair. Yeah, we did. Tiana's the odd man Wait. out. Look, I'm just jealous, what? buddy. It's so Tiana, long and beautiful. Tiana, look, it follows your beard line, all right? So if you <laughs> grow it out, you can grow it out back. Guess what? I'm shaving it all tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Does your beard grow in? Yeah. How come you don't grow it? Oh, because well, where you work. Never mind. Because I'm white. Uh, well, that too. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes, you know, actually, well, we we getting way off topic. We always so, do. I'm going to say. You know, my thing. All right. So celebrities are putting their foot in their mouth, which is to be expected. But Terry Crews, you sound like a fucking idiot. Um, who else put their foot in their mouth? Trina. Hold on. Get, you, don't, you don't like Terry Crews' idea? Terry is stupid, man. I mean, like, you don't think it doesn't. You don't think black should work with whites? It doesn't even need to be said. Yes, of course, we're going to need white people to help destroy white supremacy. What the fuck? That what? what Yeah, it's just as equal. I mean, it's an equal fighting field when it comes to that. Obviously, if we would have allowed it to let them have it, we wouldn't have a damn uprising right now. Right. Right. So to sit there and say that one group needs to do you know more than the other i feel like that is just a false statement well for him to say that it creates black supremacy i don't how how did that it doesn't that's reaching for me i'm sorry it seems like people are inserting unnecessary information into a pretty simple argument that you know it's the same way that you throw this diversion of all lives matter Yes, of course, yeah. but that's not if what the fuck we're talking the cause, about here. Why are you even saying it? Right. I mean, but it's just a way of shutting down valid arguments and a way of getting people to shut up. And th- the same way with this juxtaposition of peaceful protesting versus rioting and looting. A protest in of its essence is, to, is supposed to cause upheaval. It's, it's not designed to make sure that you just go about your day without noticing it. It's meant to bring attention to so you know to some people yes that's going to mean tearing shit up and we also know that people are opportunists it has been shown that a lot of these people who were tearing shit up weren't a part of black lives matter 
But what you see are politicians using this as an opportunity to label Black Lives Matter as a terrorist organization when we have known terrorist organizations infiltrating our military. Yeah, especially in here in Nevada. Yeah, three people these, just got arrested. Three people just got arrested. One of them, they were they were basically like, "No, we are not going to reduce your bail because you are extremely dangerous." These boogaloo, white ass, crazy ass militia people thinking that they are part just call of the government. That's what, that's what it is. No, it's I mean Antifa, Antifa. Antifa's like the Antifa is like the young. It's like the young. 20 something version of who these people are as 40 50 year old but here's the thing who is antifa is not not the antifa that trump is talking about but no one even knows what antifa really is who's the leader of antifa it's what nothing. is what is the what is the rules and regulation how do you even join antifa there's a whole book on it there's mm-hmm. a whole handbook it's the bible of antifa it's called the anti-fascist handbook okay it's funded by George Soros. Mm-hmm. And I've it, heard that name before. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and uh, the process of joining is, uh, it's almost like a dark web thing. Okay. Uh, you can't like put your your name out there though. If you look at like any web page, they'll specifically say, don't put any sensitive information on here because we're worried about people attacking us. But if you really wanted to join this group, um, it's it, it wouldn't be hard to do. So you're, so... And the central mission of Antifa is to prevent a fascist government from being established in America, correct? Like, what, uh, is their, what is their mission statement? I don't know. They they so you don't know what their mission they statement fail. is, but you know how they like. Dude, get fuck off. off. <laughs> Do you, you don't even know what it is. You think I'd study their mission? Well, statement? but here's my thing: it's like you. But that's I like mean, the thing, right? where do you? Where did you? Who told you that George Soros is funding Antifa, or that he's the dark there's, money behind? There's videos us? of it. Okay, are these videos on YouTube? Yeah, you can find them on YouTube. Okay, I don't. I found I found them on Twitter, but I think you can find them on YouTube All as right. well. So it's not reliable sources. There's not like a major uh, journalistic. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you could find if you wanted to find like a like a journalist. But I mean, source. like as of now, there is of none, none that you can back up. None that I mean, I would think that the Twitter video should cite as, hey, here's where we got this information from. This is just some shit that people are once and again pulling out their asses. And it sounds good because it's produced in a certain manner and they are taking things that sound like they make sense if you put it together and they're making whatever message that they want to make towards. No one really knows who Antifa is. We know who the fuck Al Qaeda is. We know who's running that. You know, we know who are running, who's running these groups. There has to be a leadership, a hierarchy. And if I, me, an individual wanted to join Antifa, um, as of right now, I have absolutely no clue on how to join this. No one's recruiting me. And I, we have a podcast where I go on here and say some very inflammatory shit that if someone was looking to recruit, I would be a good person to reach out to. But that does not occur. But what does occur, uh, usually young white men around our age are joining the military and they are, you know, galvanizing themselves around Nazi memorabilia, around white nationalist ideas. The military just banned the Confederate flag from its its organization. You would think that 
a symbol that was literally the battle cry for the South in succession would not be allowed in an American service. But here we are, and it seems like we are just accepting information and we think things that, are, that should be decent are done when they're not. Well, with that being said then, Chris, let's talk about where we get our information from. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, where do we get our information from, right? We I just saw a piece on Hassan Minaj, uh what is it called? Patriot, Patriot Act, Act, where he was talking about how a few private equity firms are buying out all of these all these local um news organizations that are responsible for breaking news stories that otherwise we would never hear about such as um jeffrey epstein the one that everyone keeps saying didn't kill himself you're only very interested in the fact that he didn't kill himself but you're not interested in who his clientele was and what they were doing right you know so we know that local journalism is very integral in order for our democracy to survive um otherwise who like you know me and my or me just and my good husband, journalism yeah we yeah. were we were trying to vote in our primary election there were 83 names on that ballot when i say i only knew four so in and i and i took out the time to try to go through and google each and every one of their names um even in on their on their own campaign website there might be a paragraph um you don't know what their ethics are you don't know Um, anything about you don't know a damn thing about them and so i'm like if i am taking the time out to do and the only reason i knew some of these judges names is because i work around them so i hear the names but i have no clue who any of these other people are right and so aggregated database for how these people have ruled in the past no you know and and this is this is like the biggest thing in the justice system, right? It is these local courts, these local governments that allowed things like uh, Ahmad Aubrey's death to happen to go unnoticed for two months, right? It is these it are it is these local news outlets, these local investigators that really flush out on the base level corruption, scandal, all this really juicy stuff. That now I don't know is like I did these like media companies not make it to a different level because they were in print for so long and they've had trouble transitioning to like the online space you know there are so many bong tongs small ass counties that do you even have the population to support any type of revenue coming from what your reader base is like 100 people in some of these counties and then can you imagine all the stuff that's going on in those counties that are so small right that unless you live there and someone who is a journalist takes interest in it because it only appeals to a hundred people. Right. Are they going to do it? Right. Mm. You know what I mean? So that's why there's been a, um, an idea that was floated that news organizations should be supported by public funding, you know, and I don't see anything wrong with that. Like we need to support news. We need to know it. We need to be informed. I could not inform myself on 83 people like I I couldn't. So I'm not going to vote. Right. And because I don't even public, know who these people right. are. And, and if I do, I will literally just be selecting names that I like. 
Mm-hmm. And there's no way, a good way, way to vote. Yeah. Or going when it, through, when it like, comes to voting, when I had, um, for la- like the last um, election that we had, and even doing my little internship for the Nevada Democratic Party, one way I was able to learn about these potential candidates were by going to a website called Ballotpedia. And but you know and what? Then, they don't, they don't, I mean, there's district judges. Who, who knows what a district judge, like, these people are not, yeah. we don't know their names. And then it's on those individuals to fill out ballot, Ballotpedia's survey in which I mm-hmm. went through. I did the work. I went through. I looked at like 20 names. They were all on Ballotpedia. I want to say that only four of them had profiles on Ballotpedia. And out of those four, only really one of them really said um, like, hey, you know, we need to have a judge who not only knows the law but also has compassion and understanding uh, uh, with individual circumstances i would have loved her name was monica trujillo i would have loved to have voted for her but i can't because i don't know who the hell any of these other people are and so Mm -hmm. it's like unless a part of the campaign uh requirements is that you put a paragraph and that the county election office has a website where we can go through and just read a paragraph about these people just so we know who at least uh, uh, have an idea of who the fuck we're voting for. It doesn't well, make sense. I think sense it only happens like that when the candidates are new. They don't really have much information they can give you. But Unless I mean, you I'm look saying at people who are incumbents and you can look at bills that they proposed, right? Um, supported and all that. But but I mean, really when you can't, can't find when you can't find information on a candidate. When you can't find information on a candidate in this day and age by using the internet, you, you, that person might as well be invisible. It doesn't make any sense that... I mean, this is, this is why we need... I don't know. We need to put work into our public systems. Right. right? We and really, really need to reinvest in our shit. I mean, you know, the I grew up watching so much PBS, and that a lot of that stuff was so boring, right? But... That's the thing is it really did just cover certain things that maybe weren't all that interesting, but were really important informationally. Right. Mm. And it's just like fucking shit. You know, there's so much the things that get heavily publicly funded are the ones that really are able to do the work outside of that. You fucking hit paywalls. Right. And I just bought a subscription to the New York Times because I wanted to read that uh, Tom, Tom Cotton's um, no. op-ed. <laughs> it was a dollar. I mean, I could give a dollar, whatever. But Dude, I wanted- that, trash, that was trash. I mean, I read it. I didn't have to pay a dollar, but I read it. <laughs> And it was trash. Yeah. He, I mean, but that goes back to, you know, the topic at hand, you know, peaceful protesting versus rioting and looting um, versus who controls the narrative, right? Yeah. Uh, these multinational exactly. corporations control the, the news cycle, the narrative, so much so that they made you forget that coronavirus was a thing for a minute. And not <laughs> to say that, you know, of course, George Floyd's life is is you know a pressing matter even during a pandemic we see that they don't give a fuck and they will still use any and every reason to brutalize you and even before george floyd you know was murdered um there was video of nypd officers harassing black people congregating not wearing masks wearing masks and you know when this all started 
part of uh, of a anxiety that black people had was wearing a mask because it is assumed that if we have a mask over our face that we are dangerous. And so literally in even I thought about it. I was like, well, before all these companies started making masks available, I was like, well, all I have is a bandana, but I can't walk around with a bandana on my face because, hey, I one have to think about which color bandana I have on because that might symbolize some type of gang affiliation. I too also have to worry about what these crazy ass white people will assume seeing a black man wearing a bandana. And could you imagine walking down a white neighborhood right now with a bandana wearing that exact outfit? They, they, wouldn't, with they wouldn't know if you were an astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Armand Poppy is dressed oh, in all white. My, oh my God! We're all white. Walked around the corner. We're all wearing. We're all wearing white today. Look at that. Look hot. hot. What, what's, what's going on over here? I didn't get so that. So hot. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't get the memo for that. We didn't. If Deshaun, if you, if you poked, if you poked Almond Poppy with a needle, milk would start dripping out of him. First of all, so I, you guys haven't released. Give me a like. Text I mean, you go for your news article. Before I bought the New York Times subscription, I was getting my news from um, Google News, which aggregates a lot of different news sources. Which I feel, you know, because the cool thing about Google News is that it will have a topic, and you can click more um, more information on that said topic, and it will come up with maybe like five or six different news sources on said topic. And, and if you so choose. You can read yeah. each and every one to see if there's a different angle that is coming out. So I, I felt like that has always been a, a very good news source for me. And I also get my news out of um, forums. You know, I'm a member. I've been a member of this hip hop forum for SBS. about. Yep. Uh, for about at least 15 years now. So and, and the crazy thing is just to show you how pervasive this whole Russian troll shit is about or, or just how pervasive information um, uh, designer information is like you will have Russian trolls on a hip hop forum. Yeah, this is how pervasive this shit has gotten. It's not on Facebook. It's not just on Instagram. It is every I mean, on a hip hop forum on a hip hop forum. And no joke, like to have to scroll down and every time to see a reference as the Wuhan virus. It was just like troll, 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 fucking troll. Yeah. So it's a clear narrative going on. But I also feel that um you get to know people enough to know who's the troll and who's a good reliable source and who are the knowledgeable posters or at least the thoughtful ones. So you get you get to crowdsource um, opinions on news stories because, you know, I feel like when you look at a Facebook group like Facebook is just about inform inflammatory comments like people just be saying some wild ignorant shit and they don't really extrapolate why they believe in this wild ignorant shit. That's so, tw that's Twitter, too. Y right. Because you're only limited well, to a certain amount of characters. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you get yours from? Dude, you got to cut my oh, name yeah, out. You buddy. have to uh, call him oh. Tiana. God, the amount of editing you're going to have to do. On yes, this I have to edit four signals. God damn. This is go. This is going to be a <laughs> I do this. I do the same thing uh, as Almond Poppy. Uh, so if there's like a particular issue that I'm interested in, I'll just put it in Google, um, and then it just gives you a plethora of, of like options to go from there. Um, you, I'll watch YouTube videos and go down the rabbit hole on that. Uh, Twitter for certain things. Um, 
Uh, I do a review journal for anything local. Um, let's see. I'm kind of all, all over the place. Um, I don't I do not do anything on TV anymore, though. No TV news? No, I don't really. I mean, unless it's like related to the stock market. I yeah. watch CNBC. How do you uh, feel about um, comedian news commentary? Comedian news commentary, so like, like John Joe Oliver. Um, no, I like. Well, yeah, I, like, I guess yeah, Joe yeah, Rogan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Joe Rogan. Yeah, but, he, I but his is not a Joe news. Rogan. <laughs> but I, you know what? I really, People I really get like their that. news from Joe Rogan. Yeah, like, so in, he's great. So what he does is he, if if you know, he'll bring in like an expert on a uh, on a subject and just talk with them about it for hours on the podcast. And I think that's really productive and that's what's missing from news and politics that you, especially news that you see on TV where everything, you know, you have 30 seconds to answer some of the most important questions in the world. And there's no way to do that without some, some type of inflammatory, ridiculous comment. And a lot of these important questions deserve a long form discussion and see no different from what we're doing here. And uh, it requires some some serious thought to be put into it. So that's that's why I like Joe Rogan, and he always has really interesting guests on his show. Yeah, yeah. it's really nice when you have like a two hour long pod where you can just listen to people hash out every single thing. Yeah, and that's what really happens in the real world. I think like working, you know, with people, interacting with people at work, like you know, out in public, it's the same kind of thing. You know, it's not just like fifteen seconds. Yeah, and that's why that's why Twitter is such a mess in a lot of ways too. It's so difficult for anybody to where you you don't get anywhere on Twitter. Yeah, you know, there's no there's no no one's changing their minds on Twitter. You you know to to be I able to do that with, with like fifteen hundred characters or however many you're limited to hundred and fifty. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I really like that we can kind of sit and really hash things out. Um, yeah, but I mean. Yeah, I think the, that's the big thing is like getting a lot of different people's perspective on things. When it's productive, as far as hashing it out. Well, I think not Not a lot of people are willing to have conversations like this, right? Because conversations in long form are sometimes could be very uncomfortable. And oftentimes you don't know where people's, you know, you don't know where they are, right? Because I'm not, for me personally, I'm not interested in getting into an argument or a discussion with some random person at a grocery store. So just for example, you know, uh, I stepped out of my comfort zone recently and went to uh, another white man's house that usually, you know, I only prefer to go with uh, Tiana. And, you know, this white man started speaking uh speaking about the october 1st shooting and he pulled a theory out of his ass that i ain't never heard a day in my life he said that it wasn't a single white man who shot out of uh mandalay bay's window that it was a saudi arms deal that went bad what now I, I had to sit there while I was eating and decide in my head, how far am I going to go into this shit? Because <laughs> I know that it, this is pure bullshit right now. And so I let him say what he said. I asked him some like follow up questions and then I dropped the shit. That's, I, you know, that, and to your, to your point, like, you know, the, the resolution with somebody at a grocery store that's not going to go anywhere. How far are you really going to go with somebody who thinks that October 1 was, was done by like a, a bad sort? Saw- <laughs> 
That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. You're not gonna get anywhere at, at some that. point. But I mean, you gotta pick. You gotta pick was, and choose. The was, mental gymnastics was, required. That guy. The there's not enough help in the this, world for that guy. This. Was, I want to know your This was absolutely now. hilarious because I was watching the whole interaction going down, and because I wasn't part of the conversation, I could just watch. The conversation happened and watch you be uncomfortable. Which I was said, hilarious. I said, so. No, but I mean, that's the thing is, is I think I, I also kind of like these interactions here and there because it does give you a little bit of perspective about how far people can go out on a limb and still just just be fine in normal life you right? know because so, that made sense and, to him and, 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 and that's what trip should have asked him but where it, he got his news from I know I should have. <laughs> no, no. You know what? He told me. He said it was from like some forum or some shit or like some. You know what? But that this is a symptom of exactly what we're talking about. That is so it's so difficult to get reliable information. And not only that, but this poor uninformed guy is going to end <laughs> up being an uninformed voter. Yes, exa- exactly. Right. Exactly. I don't think this person is interested. I mean, because in well, you know, let's talk about it alternative facts this is a symptom of alternative facts if you don't like i can't stand that word if you don't like what the fact is you can come up with an alternative reality and you can operate off of that alternative yeah. and just yeah. be <laughs> that's like the whole oh, oh, i'm speaking my truth that's my truth yeah. right, you just, right. right. Oh. confirm your own you're like in your own echo chamber so whatever you say is true and you can't you can't get out of your own that's head a, about it. That's a but I mean that's why that's why I think like when we all like when you know we have disagreements or like we fight, I think that's an important part of the process of at least for all of us, I feel like, you know, we're working through stuff together, right? Yeah. And we wanna work through stuff together. We're not gonna agree on everything. But it's kinda cool, it's kinda cool to have like I don't know how to describe it, but like it's that same feeling where like there's family that you don't agree with, but at the end of the day, they're family, and so there's some care in like why you you're having these conversations. Yeah, yeah. In some things, man, but what's going on right now? No, I'm sorry. If you don't see what is going on as an issue and it needs an immediate change, I don't. I don't have patience for that. That's where yeah, I the, like. Yeah, I that, mean, I, and that's why on, we on come that, off on that aspect. In reference to directly to just anti-blackness in general, yeah. it is there is zero. Well, more, you know, there is no more time. A lot of white it people is, actually believe yeah. that black people deserve the treatment from the cops that we get. Oh and, yeah, for sure. Know, if you if you are if you are in agreement with the police tactics from the get go, you're not going to care when the people that you believe deserve this treatment are now saying, Hey, we don't like this treatment, but this is typical around the world, right? Even in China, like all of a sudden the Chinese government decided that no Chinese citizens or Chinese nationals are passing the virus that it's coming from outsiders or people from Africa. And now Let's bar the Africans who have been here during this entire pandemic did not just drop here. Uh, Apparently now it just spontaneously evolves in their body. And it's just like there's always this willingness to allow another group to be subjugated or brutalized so long as it one doesn't affect you or it takes the blame off of you and white people in this country are allowed to remain ignorant to this stuff because yeah the cops don't do it to them 
So, yes, you can be ignorant about this. But now when you see it on video for eight minutes and 44 seconds of this white man in a police uniform with his knee in this man's neck, with his hands in his pocket, just how nonchalant he looks about murdering a, a black man in broad daylight. Not right. only that, he's looking at the camera. Looking at looking it. Saying at he's, there's nothing you very do. aware of what's going on. He's looking at the camera. And Not only that, uh, it is um, a, uh, a Minneapolis police tactic that they use, and they use it frequently. And I, I, I should remember the, the statistic. On how often they do this, and how, and not only how often they do this, but how often they do it to black people. Yeah. But they are instructed to put a chokehold on a suspect or whatever until they're unconscious. I don't know if you guys are aware <laughs> are of this. You this is a yeah. serious thing. They, the Minneapolis Police Department is instructed to put a, a suspect into a chokehold until they're unconscious. Uh, I heard. That's crazy. I heard, and I don't know if you guys heard this too that they knew each other yes that they worked even they if they didn't know each other that, that their paths they used, crossed they used to work together is what i yeah. heard yeah and uh i also heard and i i don't know if i'm i'm giving this any credit but i also heard that uh his wife slept with him what? and he knew about it and that's why she as soon as all this stuff went down she divorced him mm. immediately i don't know about so that. his way you're saying that Chauvin's wife slept with George Floyd. George Floyd. That, that seems like a little bit. That of a seems beach, very but, soap but opera. Let's, let's, doesn't it? But let's, it does, yeah, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. Well, but because there was a rumor about, going around that uh, Derek Chauvin's wife was related to his Asian partner. And so no, that not, that's not, I don't believe that's true. Oh, it was false? I think was that, false. that holds just as much weight as people bringing up his criminal history. Like, yeah, it's all. Uh, really Deshaun, did, Deshaun, did you I mean, hear that they knew each other as well? No. I yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I didn't hear this I, until I last think, week, and I but I, only I've been reading about this every day, yeah. and I, 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 I can't believe that that hasn't been published. Well, that that oh, just wow. lends to me that it's probably not true, right? And, it, it, and, fell, it's, it and it's pretty quickly, beyond the point yeah. anyway yeah. that the other three officers didn't know about this whole situation anyway so why were they complicit in allowing this man to yeah. murder him let's, on the ground like that like yeah, uh, let's be real like not only was was you know Chauvin looking at the camera but so was the the other officers the dude right? dead at the, the camera a the asian american yeah. dude right yeah and so like this is this is the thing that we really need to address, and I think this is why it's blown up so much in the Asian community, is because there there were other officers there that were, you know, complicit in the murder, right? Yeah. They were there standing, preventing other people from aiding any sort of like first aid, and they were just standing around witnesses to a murder, right? Yeah. yeah, and it's so it's so supremely fucked up to me. But the rationale for Asian Americans going into law enforcement in the way that some of us are socialized, it is ridiculous how much anti-blackness there is in the Asian American community. Yeah, and well, and and to the point now, Asians hating blacks in, in the yeah. Yeah, to the point now where we have we have literally been like multiple. Two that he's probably the second or the third 
Asian American law enforcement officer to be caught up in some scandal. Yeah, because like I think Alton yeah. Sterling. Alton Sterling. The same. Um, it wasn't not Alton no, Sterling. it wasn't Alton um, Sterling. There was somebody in. There was an Asian American cop. First name was Peter. Uh, but he shot somebody in a stairwell. Oh yes, he was, I remember that. He was that. playing. Yep. He 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 got startled, and somebody in and he was haunting around in the stairwell. You know, I don't know what he was doing, but somebody, you know, surprised him. And so he fucking killed them yeah. um, in their own apartment, uh, not in their own apartment, but in like the apartment stairwell. So the thing is, like, anti-blackness in the Asian community has been around since the beginning. Uh, part of it is because the majority of people that permitted us to enter the, my parents to enter this country and gave essentially refuge right mm -hmm. that's why chinese people came over to america for the most part was because we're essentially refugees it was under reagan it was under um it was under bush and so these are the people that we really grew up and again because we were a lot of us are christian like 10 percent of the chinese american community is christian which is crazy to me there was an undying love for anybody that said, I'm going to hold a Bible up, even if I hold it up like a weird ass fucking that was such a weird like, iPad situation. or like some shit like that. Um, but, you know, it's yeah, it's high time. It's high time to be like, look, this is fucking stupid. I, I think as a generation, um, there are people that, again, we're just we've been socialized into whiteness. You know? Well, yeah. And I mean, like, just even going back to um, the little girl in L.A. who was shot by the Korean liquor store owner. Yo, the Koreans you have know, come like, back around. They're the first East Asian Americans to come back around and be like, we are we are like behind Black Lives Matter. Like, if you guys want to be over here doing a shock shit. Too. Isn't it? I did find that as a shock too. It was a shock, but that's the thing is right. like I think I think there were a lot of tensions that were going on. I think that Korean Americans have been, um, you know, really really close to the black community, like geographically wise, right? I mean, they came literally ran shops in our neighborhood. Still run shops in goddamn Indianapolis. Uh, a fucking a hair and like um you know like a hair product. Oh yeah, they shop, run right? a beauty supply in the game, middle yeah. of nowhere where I did not expect to see not one yeah. Asian person because, from an international yeah, Chinese. Student. Because they 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 since they run the game, any black area they are essentially plugged in already. Right, and so for a long time, you know, you guys have stood, you know, worked side by side with Korean and Korean Americans. And there's been a lot of tension. So it was, it was really crazy because my one of my black friends about 10 years ago, he was in Korea teaching English. And it was like super anti-black for him out there. <laughs> yeah. And I still don't understand. Like, because the crazy thing is that uh, a black person has never done anything to you. So I don't, I again, don't get where this. You have never been in the presence of a black person. So what? where are you getting your news media? Where are you getting your news about black people? Right. Like, I, you know, I really wonder if. They're I'm, getting it from the Breakfast Club. No, no. There, there's <laughs> got to be a whole it's a, it's a totally behavior. news syndicate out there. What do, do you, you mean a learned the behavior? News? Yeah. 
learn, they don't learn. they don't have they don't doing business with the black people. They're doing business with these with a lot of Europeans. I mean, they've seen the way that they treat us. Uh, why would they respect us anything outside of entertainment when that's all they know about us? Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and it really is super interesting, right? My parent, my ancestors' country of origin, right? China. We fucking love the NBA. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. yeah, they got a you, bit a lot of you, leagues. In do fact, you know how much. A like lot of the Chinese people who don't people get drafted, culture? yeah. A lot of the people who don't get drafted in the NBA go to China and play. It's crazy. Like that's how big the league is uh, out there. North Korea, yeah. Dennis Rodman. But like again, US, people, North Korea the relations. same way white girls like black dick. You like what we can do <laughs> for you, okay? You like what we can do for you. You don't like us. And that's so, not supporting, though. That's more like a. And that's, 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 like, that's what I'm yeah, saying. That's definitely like on like the you like what we can do. I haven't heard anything about China uh, support. I haven't heard anything about them protesting out there. Oh, they can. They, they, they don't have the right to pro. Again, they're they're exactly. telling the they're telling they're the niggas through. don't. You can't come in the hospital. Mm-hmm. You can't come yeah, in the mall. We'll go through what yeah. China already went through. We'll go through right now what China is yeah. still going through. No, China. China is China is weaponizing police brutality against the United States. As a form of propaganda. Well, speaking of that, this is this is the whole thing, right? Is like I feel like everybody around the world is all these countries around the world are just run by like a single entity that has no understanding that like you're fucking criticizing somebody across an ocean, but you're doing something just right on the uh, behind your back. I mean, it's right? about so it's like it's, you turn right back around, and then about, we and then we do it to being, them too. We do it to them too, right? But the part, but the part that doesn't that doesn't seem to connect to me is that we see that these governments are are only interested in their own interests right only interested in enriching themselves and you know for for the lack of a better term we don't live in a police state i guess in america but you can you can see that we treat police officers like they are some type of um, higher class than the average citizen where they have all these immunities where they can do things like choke you out until you, like do you, would you trust someone that you went to high school with to know the level of uh, where they can choke you out where you just lose consciousness as opposed to uh, die like how no, do we, I went why to, do medi- we trust I went to medical school for I went to medical school, and th- this is not shit that you learn. Okay, and like who, this is not like, shit yeah. that you teach. the The fact that you can be over here doing certain things is ridiculous in the field of medicine. And the fact that you can, you know, and I think it started with Rodney King, right? And or it came out in his trial that in the um, police department was it the Rampart? I think whatever the police department in their manual. You if the if the suspect is not cooperative, you can use pain to get them to submit. So in Rodney King's case, that is use the baton to break a bone like that. That was a thing that that was deemed okay. And more oftentimes than not, of course, it was perpetrated on black people, because when you have this idea that we are somehow superhuman, that we turn into monsters like the cop that was with Mike Brown said, you know, are um, the man from who was from the helicopter. helicopter. He looked like a big black man, you know, like stupid shit like that, where you can formulate 
things that are not true. You can make up alternative facts about your safety on the fly and murder somebody and have it be justified and backed up by a police union where you can have 16 infractions and not get fired, as in the case of Derek Chauvin. Or I think 18, was it 18, 16? Something Something ridiculous that is all pointing towards, hey, maybe this person isn't cut off cut out for this job yeah yeah i mean that happened it's good ahmaud aubrey's killer was fired from the department because he refused there were multiple instances where he did not do his fucking training right and so what do you refuse to go to the training this is the thing right so so where do we go from here right if we do end up if we do end up pushing a lot this is the thing my question is are they are all these people now going to become mercenaries? Like where where are they going to go industry wise? They're going to join a militia or some shit. I I don't know. What do you think is going to happen? How about the government? We need a lot of infrastructure that needs to be rebuilt in this country. Become a, a construction worker. Become an electrician, a plumber, so on and so forth. There are other things that you can do to make a living that does not require you who do, who does not have the emotional capability of assessing a situation without murdering somebody. Why? What's the point of the cops? If all you are going to do is show up and kill people. I mean, hell, I think people with their own guns can probably figure to sort the shit out better than that. So, I mean, man, I could, I could give a damn about what them, what they did after they resigned. I don't care what job you're doing. There's jobs they for that. They could have. They all could have prevented all that from happening. Yeah. If you I really wonder. I really wonder where your coworkers they, accountable. I mean, a lot. Of them, but the, racists the don't just go away. But racists don't just go away. Where they? Where? Where? Wherever are they, they going go. To go they, well, here's the thing. There has to be some type of consequence to you murdering innocent humans. And a lot of these dudes who have no business with a gun also have immunity because they decided they were able to pass a physical and a bullshit exam. These are not people. Yeah, it's called qualified immunity when you prevent you, these officers, from being sued for their wrongdoing. And they all, and since you know that, and think about it. What stops a person who wants to just murder humans from joining the military and going overseas and getting off on murdering humans? I mean, we consequences, have right? Plenty, that, plenty of cases. Yeah, like we've that, had him. Right? But oftentimes, just like who was that one dude um, that Trump pardoned who uh, at the end of the day, whether or not he killed terrorists or people he thought were terrorists who have this man lauded around like he's a fucking hero and um, war crimes. any person and I don't care what your occupation is and because you were authorized by a government to do it at the end of the day in essence you walk around with that in your day-to-day life and we're supposed to be okay with you going to the grocery store with us like no, there's no place in society for them there isn't and what I'm saying is that like we need to figure out how to emotionally help these people cope yeah because there's some emotional the same way that our media helps us to focus on one thing themselves Mm. have them go do these trainings where i used to be on these um videos and 
catchphrases of things <laughs> I can psychologically reverse the mental state of being a damn racist. But see, that, that has to be the goal of our government. And right now we have people in position who are not interested in even acting like Washington. that they're <laughs> decent. I mean, like when the looting starts, the shooting starts. The mm-hmm. fact that we are having a conversation uh, juxtaposing property, things that can be remanufactured in human life that can never come back. You think about all, you you know, like people don't really think about life of like, you know, your mother invested nine months in you and made sure that you were able to become a productive adult, you know, to a certain age. And all of a sudden, some random jackass who can barely pass high school decides that you're a threat to him and you're just taken off of this word world like in your government that you pay money and taxes to will say, oh, well, I guess the union, we have this contract here that says um, this person who is clearly incompetent, we can't fire him. And by the way, we can't tell the next police station that's probably going to hire his crazy ass about the shit that he did. So let's be real. This is this is an industry, right? This is an industry built from the vestiges of slavery. You have people that do not live in the counties that they patrol. Right. They do not live in the counties that they patrol. They don't you know, this is not but they come into work. What do they come into work to do? Give people tickets, give people citations, put people in jail, put people in prison, put them through the court system. How much money does this cost? Right. This money does not come from the people. This money does not come from the people that are working for the system. Right. This is coming out of the pockets of these communities. Right into the pockets of every single judge, every single employee along the way that then goes back home to Summerlin or Henderson or a really nice part of fucking LA and pay their property tax, pay their sales tax, go to Whole Foods, shit like that, right? And that's that's the whole game, right? They're literally going in and pulling court fees from these communities. Right. Like you, you know how like when I think when Philando Castillo got um, got murdered, there was a huge investigation on how many, like basically the burden of people in this community to pay for every little infraction that they had to pay for. Right? Finally, he got pulled over for like a taillight. Right. Right. And yeah. then and then he got fucking murdered because but the, not only even before he got murdered the police had a history of just like fucking with him i think it was some crazy like statistic that he was pulled over some in egregious amount of times and you know oftentimes what they do is that you know it's it's a very fucked up cycle how america positions things right they put you in a neighborhood and they pass laws that states in California, remember, California is such a rich state that it could be its own country. But since they put in local laws that says um, you can only use tax funds raised from local areas to fund your schools. These are already low income areas filled with mostly apartments that so there's not a lot of property taxes coming from that area. Right. And since there is a law that says you can't share money from them kids who have a surplus in Beverly Hills 
You can't share that money. And so now but what you do do is arrest black women who try to send their kids out of district because oh yeah, the school is so goddamn bad. To the like, point this is where conversation, I mean, this like, is shit that's been going on for since we were born. Right? I, could, I did not go to high school in Compton because they were using 30 year old books. Now, <laughs> what is what is the odds that someone is going to come out of all those circumstances to be productive, you know, for white standards of well upstanding citizens and then think about it right you're told to if you do make it out to never come back do not enrich these areas because it's hopeless and so you're taught to go and live in somebody else's area where they don't like you and you contribute to their children's tax you know school funds and you pay their rent and you pay their rents and you you know what i'm saying you're enriching their lives but you're taught don't enrich the areas that you come from if you happen to make it out and oh by the way how the fuck did you do that because we have been trying to do everything in our power to make sure that you don't make it out because we will send in officers if you get too rowdy, we will sit in these officers who don't live amongst you, who have no accountability towards you, who don't even know people who look like you. So thereby they are able to treat you in certain manners that they will never, ever treat people who look like them. Because remember, officer, whoever the fuck has a son that looks like that white boy that they are trying to decide, should I put a cap in his ass or not? Mm-hmm. So they're going to they're going to. They're going to think back. Oh, I have a kid that looks like that. I have a cousin. I have a brother who looks like this. Or oh, I did something like this before be in my when history. I saw, when I saw that Officer Cow, the Hmong dude, yeah. that shook me. Because I was just like, this is disgusting. And it really does. Like When you see somebody that looks like you, or looks like somebody that you love, or looks like somebody that you go home to, you take care of, you take to school every day, you cook for, whatever. You're not going to be quick you, to brutalize You're not going to be quick to brutalize them. So you're not going to pull up like Tamir Weiss and just shoot them down. 13 seconds. 13 okay. seconds. In you know why he was able to do November, that? November, right before Thanksgiving, yeah. in the coldest part of the fucking Midwest. Didn't give a fuck. Because when you, you were you don't know when you were fired like from a local police department because you had a history and the city of Cleveland hired you without vetting, like what, like this, this shit is it's ridiculous that it's fucking ridiculous that we've been having this conversation for for us ten years, right? Yeah. And in that ten years, somebody has gone from a t- a ten year old to a twenty year old, and now they're a fucking adult. Yep, still talking the same shit. Still talking about the same shit, you know. So then and we that, gotta and do. We to, gotta do another ten years worth of work no, to undo we that. Need like to, what we the need shit? To what the fuck? These police departments. They don't need all. Around the time of of like 2015, 2014, 2015 when shit was kind of popping off a little bit, like it was today. You remember when it was? I think it was LAPD. They had this like military style response vehicle because the because <laughs> no and here's the thing and this is the problem right this is the like, problem with special interest for, for a and fucking local police a military budget that is blown out of fucking proportion <laughs> I, I just want to say i'm i'm against defunding the police why is that i i don't think it's a good idea america's tried that before and crime rates what skyrocketed you, oh, shit. Uh, uh, where's your Where? data where's your data because that's what i thought I thought that shit too. This is the thing. I'll, I'll like find I, some data. Someone told me that Camden, New Jersey, 
was no they actually doubled their police force they don't have a city police force they have a county police force so they have a county police force yeah but apparently what what the common knowledge that has been floating around for years is that crime went way up after they disbanded that police department right and defunded certain services but the truth is it's the exact opposite and that's why i read this morning because i i really was like I was like, eh, like defunding the police. My first thought is Camden, New Jersey. I looked it up. Crime rates, all that stuff has gone down. The reason why, this is something that I learned in med school, right? Is that the rate of child abuse is probably the same across the board, across all races. But black people have a higher record because there are more eyes on them, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have a you don't have eyes on a suburban white mother or a suburban Asian mother, right? right. But I had I, one of my uh, classmates growing up in high school. You know, she was she was a tiger mother who had a switch in her drawer, and we were over at her house and we were watching a movie and I laughed too loud and my friend like seized up real quick, told me to shut up because her <laughs> mom would no. So here's what I'm saying is that the only reason that you guys have this data and you have these statistics is because you're making the observation. You're going into these neighborhoods. Again, you're putting up security cameras on every corner. You have people patrolling 24 hours a day, just like the Uyghurs in China, you know, all kinds of crazy shit. You're going to see shit. Right. Because you think about it. You're not doing this shit. If you do this shit in, in like a rich ass suburb of LA, like, <laughs> no, but here's the thing. The thing about defunding like the police, find, right? But defunding the police does not mean that all of a sudden chaos is going to Correct. occur because it ain't somebody who's going to show up what with it a means gun willing to murder you. How much you watch people? Because but not no 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 people, not even throttling how much you watch people. It's about sending someone who's there to help the situation, not either arrest you or murder you. We need actual mediators because again. A lot of situations could be mediated. And I always think about social service workers who are able to go into people's homes and remove their children more oftentimes than not without violence and without a police escort. Really? So this is possible. What often happens is that these crazy ass hopped up, roided, aggressive motherfuckers who are militarized because since our military, you know, we have a military industrial complex in this country. Well, when the military can't afford to buy more fucking jets to sit in the parking lot, guess where it goes? It goes to your local police departments who have overblown budgets because all you scary rich white people are afraid of the niggas that you are siphoning money out of their neighborhoods from. You sit here and you want these people I guess be complicit with getting nothing. You can't because turn where your else back are on they going to like go? That. You can't turn your back. But they have done it. It's, and this is the it, thing. You would rather spend now, money to yeah. send these agents into our neighborhoods and beat the shit out of us and hope that we submit rather than sit here and maybe share some wealth, have some schools with books and resources pay for some teachers who actually can make a living and will want to go into these areas and help these kids. That's not what has been done. Crime has been low because we have 
We have advances. Your average broke ass person has a flat screen TV in their house. So That's true. they are less likely to go out and want to lose these things. A poor person now is so much in, infinitely so better off. You're very than, than a poor mean, person. And what I mean by dismantling, it's not to get rid of it in, in its entirety. It's to get rid of a lot of the protections that they have. So, I, so hold on. So I, I think, again, and I say this every time I'm on this podcast, we are all very good at identifying issues. Yes. But America as a whole needs to get a whole lot better at coming up with solutions to these issues and then implementing the solutions. So, for example, like what you're saying, you're talking about, uh, I think, something that could be solved a lot with a change in the way that police do their business, right? Or not even just sending police, send someone else. Okay. Someone who... There's a there's clear can we skills, can we agree right? that there's a really big issue with police brutality and there's a big issue with the way that police are conducting themselves in public, right? Yes, and that's I think often, everyone would agree on that. But that's often because they're not even trained to de-escalate. Right. What okay, you, so that's one think, thing. What do you think is going to happen if we defund the police? I'm, I'm, I'm going to get there. I'm glad you asked. The second thing is I think what we're all agreeing on here is that there's uh, an issue with the way that money is filtered to these police departments from these communities. The way that it filters out, right? Yes. And the criminal so, justice system. Right. Yeah. 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 But I... Th- so... Yeah, so you you can make your argument for defunding the police there. Now, if you defund the police, America has tried this in the late 1960s, and I'll be happy to send you some some data to back this up. But crime rates skyrocketed, and so here's an issue with that that you will likely see if you do defund the police and the communities that they serve. If crime rates skyrocket, people are going to be less likely to move there, right? And if people are less likely to move there, then probably property values go down. You don't get a wealth injection into that city. Uh, Businesses that are in that city, and this goes along with all, and I've worked in insurance before, and I don't think people understand the way that it works. A lot of these businesses that have been hit by crime during these protests, they do have insurance. They're going to get their money back. But guess what? It's the same thing like with your car. Now their insurance rates are going to skyrocket. These these businesses are not going to be able to afford these insurance policies when these crime rates skyrocket and people aren't going to want to go shopping there if it's a dangerous neighborhood. So you're dry. So, you know, you kind of, you kind of like shoot yourself in the foot a little bit because you're driving a lot of wealth out of a community by not having a fully funded police force there. What drives crime? That's going. That's just going on the assumption that whatever we come up with is going to fail. Just because we even defund the police, or if we come up with a different community policing resource that we can use instead of using the police, could still be effective if done the right way. We don't absolutely have to have a police force in the sense that we have right now. Yeah, this is not... This, okay, it's so... It's not really like a... It's not really like... What I think... What I think is going to happen is not a sort of like sudden reduction in general of public service, right? I think that that money can go and get spread out among multiple public services that could be of more assistance. So here's the thing. Do you know what I mean? I've I've read into this and I saw Kamala Harris's interview. There's no definition for defunding the police right now. It means something different to absolutely everybody. But I think what we can all agree that it means is that the police departments don't have as much money to work with. Mm -hmm. And statistically, if that's what that means, based on the last time that America has tried this, crime rates have gone up. And when crime rates grow up, the city really suffers. And I just gave you a multitude of ways but that the city I suffers. But I feel like now, the hold city's on, I, suffering already. I don't want to hear that. So one thing that I did want to bring up 
in the spirit of solutions is that there is a solution that's been floating about right now and it's called eight can't wait have you guys read into this at all no okay i've read some of it yeah so eight can't wait is a popular solution that modifies how police do business in public and uh i was gonna read off all eight ways but half of them don't make sense i don't understand the the lingo in it but the eight changes basically has shown to reduce a lot of uh police issues by 75 percent essentially thank you which, which is which is great say. and that's a start and i'm not saying we can we we can start there and we need to move further and i don't believe by defunding them will all of a sudden lead to chaos and crime this is not the 60s but even though it kind of feels like the 60s um it's been a long a lot of time things has since changed. that data first and came again out. if yeah. you are then using this money that you are now spending solely on police force and all that entails and you use this how about you start using that money for small business loans how about you start using that money for um vocational school make vocational school free when these funds are spent on unlicensed trainers who talk about warrior mindsets and that when you are going and dealing with the public it is a war i don't like money being spent on bullshit like that when they are spending money on militarizing themselves when they are able to come out on a drop of a dime with all these army helmets all these shields crazy ass types of gears and we just we're going through we're we're going through a pandemic where nurses are in hefty bags okay like something is amiss here maybe we are allocating money way too far in one area and all i am saying is that some balance needs to occur here because it can't always be oh shit my my uh cousin who has a mental health problem is acting out and i need someone who can get here and help me rectify this that you show up with a person with a gun and since they're some random motherfucker from your high school class who took and applied for a job they don't know how to handle this shit and they start popping caps at your fucking relative and now they're dead okay this so is you not don't you don't mind the number but I, you, you don't like the way that they're trained I don't like the way that they're trained. I don't like that they're over militarized and they're using these funds for right. all of these things. So look, so I, you know, we have this habit culturally of viewing everything as black and white. And I don't mean that racially. I just mean all this or all that. Mm-hmm. And I think the, you know, the first part of your point was the best part of your point, which is that it's a start. The eight can't wait is a start. And it's all about attacking percentages and trying new things and finding ways to get better. That's what we need to focus on. And the eight can't wait is a totally pardon the pun harmless way to start this process for these police departments. And I'm just going to read through the eight little different ways really quick. Cause I know Paul wanted to know, and I, I promise I mean, it'll be I quick. I just needed but. a summary. Like so look, 75%. no, it's just eight. There's yeah. just eight things, dude. It's banned chokeholds and strangleholds, strangleholds require deescalation, require warning before shooting, requiring a officer to exhaust all alternatives before shooting, having a duty to intervene, banning shootings at moving vehicles, requiring the use of force con- continuum and require comprehensive reporting. So those are eight ways. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You know what? Every single one of those points that you just read, I'm wondering why the fuck that isn't already a part of every single right. 
department's training manual. Right. Like, that's so a look, joke. This, is, this is something that a lot of people agree on that's become popular. And I know Democrats are putting something together right now that they're going to propose to reform all these police departments. So at least that's something. At least we're doing something about it. Right? Yeah, I, I, I think that, I mean, I think that this is not, this is, this is a start. I this think, is a start yeah. as in, as in this already obviously should have been part of your, your fucking department's right. manual. So it's already unquestioned that this should be implemented, which brings us back to the first conversation about defunding, right? Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, this, that's the whole point. The whole point is to take money and put it back into the communities that it was taken from. Point blank, right? Yeah. So, so because at the, at the Metro day, has some very that, nice trucks. That is that is the point of doing this is to pay for public servants to come out to revitalize all the infrastructure, right? I mean, you got like you've driven through parts of cities where it's like, holy fuck, you know, no one's done anything yeah. with this infrastructure. That's another reason why people may not want to go somewhere right is because everything's just fucking crumbling but i mean like are we overstating are we like overlooking the connection between crime and poverty like crime is not crime is not going when you you can't have when you don't when you're not able to get a nine to five job for many reasons including anti-black racism i'm trying to think about even, you gotta lie, cheat, and steal if you can't get a cut checked to you through a normal route. And I'm right? trying to think about what, where could I have worked as a teenager in Compton? More than likely, it would have been a fast food restaurant. They don't pay you shit. And I think it's simple logic. If, huh, let me put on a, a McDonald's uniform, go work maybe 20 hours for $6.90. Or I could sell this pack and make infinitely more money in less amount of less amounts of time. Cause let's be real, six seventy five. So all I'm saying is that a lot of people are (laughs) not forced, but you're kind of corralled into these into certain positions. If you don't see the benefit of taking the long route of a McDonald's. But there's nothing else in these neighborhoods because what? There's no money for small business loans. We're not pushing that in Compton. And I'm sure things are probably going to change. This is a 16 year old me that I'm trying to think about uh, what you have to Compton swap meet ran by Koreans. They ain't hiring no niggas. So like it's it's very like it doesn't mean just because you defund the police officers, all of a sudden crime is going to go ape shit. It's about figuring out where else can we utilize this money? Because right now all the police officers are buying are brand new batons and fucking uh, trucks and training dogs and shit. Like what's up with that? You know, we can use this money for other things, things that have been neglected, things that then in turn produces crime. You know, people have issues with food stamps so you don't want kids to eat? We don't we have food deserts. You know, so you're not getting proper nutrition, you may or may not be getting a home cooked meal. And you know, because we have the nerves to go out and say, "Hey, maybe we want a little bit better treatment." You send out the dogs, the mace, uh the dudes with the helmets, the shields. Is the average household income of a 
black family is one twentieth of that of a white family, well, the only logical right. sense is to give some of that money back. Right? I've been looking at real estate, right? I mean, it's and it how that works. Literally about the dollars. And what's really fucked up on where I lived in West Oakland, when I was living there, it was just starting to be gentrified. Um, this was before I think who moved to Oakland was it Uber Lyft one of them one of them these big tech companies moved to Oakland and all of a sudden they drove up home prices so for example my neighbor's home was worth 200k when I lived there now if they weren't a victim of redlining and they got the loan so you bought a home for 200k today 10 years later that home is worth 895k so by just more than that right probably more but this is what i'm just seeing on zillow so by the fact of just sitting your ass there for 10 years you've made 600k this is why black people have set have been you know you've been uh removed from the american way of making profits yeah you make profits via homes and life insurance the biggest payday is somebody dies and your family leaves you a nice sum of money that you can use to flip however numerous ways that this American world allows you to flip it. But a lot of blacks have been systematically shut out of that. And this was 10 years ago. I remember 10, 10 years, years ago, it was already kind of the end of and that neighborhood still ain't historically the best. living in Oakland. Like by that time, a lot of black folks were already moving into the valley, mm-hmm. like, you know, Antioch, further in. Yep. Um, and it was already pretty much done by the time we were living there. Yeah. So, so now it's like, shit. I mean, that's, that's the thing, right? Is these neighborhoods were essentially run down, downtrodden. Mm-hmm. The, the cops didn't, you know, show up. Oh, I, know. If you were I, I only, I only had to listen then, to a couple too short albums to yeah. figure that out. <laughs> but yeah. And then, you know, people come in and they buy up these properties and then fucking flip that shit. And then what happens next, right? There's so yeah. much suburban hood. So that's it's not the thing, urban. Man. It's like, not urban let's, anymore. Let's it's start. Suburban. Let's start trying to get these people out of projects and start trying to get them into some homes. Let's give them some property. You know what I'm saying? If you want people to care about their neighborhood, give it to them. You know, um, Tupac said one of the smartest things about this uh, back in the night. It was it was when he was living in uh, Marin County. He said that all rich people should have to know what it's like and live as a poor person for a couple of weeks. And then vice versa, poor people should have to know what it's like to live as a rich person for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And uh, it's one of the one of the things that I'm I'm finding throughout this whole process in the past couple of months is it's difficult that a lot of the people that I talk to that are trying to speak on these issues just have no idea what it's like to be on the other side of the coin. And then and to be fair, a lot of the other people that I'm talking to about these issues don't know what it's like to to be white and to have money. So you you know, stay in your lane, people. <laughs> no, I mean that. What you're saying, but you're saying the that crossover is the important part, like to get that perspective. But people the perspective just aren't, is important. People just aren't like doing that. Yeah, that's why. That's why we're fucking doing the work. Yes, my God, like but every day. We're at an hour know? and twenty. I think yeah. we've gotten nowhere. Um, <laughs> we really no, hold didn't. on. We we <laughs> have got, we like we uh, have gotten somewhere. We agree that the that these uh, yes that, that we, we should implement yeah, a change. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. And that's the start. Yeah. Uh, to me, and that's just the start. broken into two episodes. And I, and I, yeah, really, and I really think it needed to be. It's That's funny because we had a lot more on the docket, but. Well, I mean, this we kind of touched this deserved on a long, this deserved a this long. Deserved this is a perfect example discussion. of why it takes you know these mass riots to get this I, the smallest iota of something done in this country. It took us an hour and twenty minutes, and all we've come up with is this this change for eight or whatever it's called. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. And it took that long. Like, how do you expect to get anything done with these? 10 5 20 second arguments that you have with people yeah. on a day-to-day yeah. basis it's yeah. this is these are extremely important issues and you know all we have to show for it after an hour and 20 minutes is that we all agree on this one well, change I, for eight. I think we need to reevaluate the type of conversations that we have or you know or the way that we have them right um the way that we have them. not everyone is well versed on certain t- topics and subjects and so you know um not everyone is your peers is is some things that i've been hearing about you know people who are knowledgeable like mark lamont hill in responding to people who comment on his post so in one of his examples you know he is a uh, um uh, advocate for Palestine and you know someone was telling him that Africans there are no black Palestinians and he was like you know I'm sitting here arguing with this person while I'm sitting next to a black Palestinian I'm arguing with a person on Instagram who has no fucking idea so you don't always need to value everyone's opinion everyone is not your peer they're not coming at you from the same standpoint But what I do think we need to get back to is respecting intellectualism, understanding that there are people who have studied topics that we're talking about for 20, 30, 40 years. So we need to get into the habit of finding those people and allowing those people to talk to the motherfuckers who make the laws and adjust the laws in this country and having that dialogue in public. We have C-SPAN. We have PBS. We have ways of broadcasting. Everyone has a TV. Everyone has the internet for the most part. We can have these public forum discussions, whether it be on demand or in real time. We have the technology to do it. It's about not having the will to do it because this confusion serves the current power structure. And that's a and it's a and it's a blessing to have that. And we should celebrate that and be and at least be optimistic about that, that we have those options available to us. Yeah. But yeah. to your point, you know, I think the moral of the story is we should respect intellectuals and sometimes unfortunately you're going to run across somebody who thinks october one was a saudi Arabian <laughs> gun deal gone bad and, exactly. and that's the, and, and and that's that's the, the nature point of the beast. you should just you know walk away and realize that and that's like, when you uh, say like, just smile and like, nod baby smile and nod, smile and nod. just yeah, like sure. Derek chauvin uh knowing that some people are simply unteachable and yeah. should not be in the profession yeah should not be in a position of power because they don't know what to do with it mm-hmm all right, so until next note, week, let's go shoe shopping. Yes. Stay safe, y'all. Have a good one, sir. Bye, D. All right.